Father, we thank you for your presence here among us, God. Father, we thank you that as the mountains surround Jerusalem, Lord, you surround us always, God. And Father, open our eyes today and see you surrounding us, to see your favor, your unfailing love, God, your presence surrounding us, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So open your Bible to Psalm 125, verse 2. So late, we are into this meditation, right, these days. Benjamin actually wrote his first book. He finished it today on um, um, making a, he makes a path through mighty waters, right? It's daily devotional for 2013. Um, so to actually to, today, he's been giving us uh, the staff a scripture for each day to meditate upon. And so this one, Psalm 125, verse 2, is the word of God that we've been meditating all day long. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forevermore. Okay? So we're going to look at, like, many, many scriptures. Thursday night is, like, Bible study, right? So be ready to have your Bible ready. Let's, let's really get into the word of God. Amen? So my question to you today is what surrounds you? What are you surrounded by? Is it good? It's bad. Definition of surround. It means to enclose on all sides to form an enclosure round. Something that surrounds. It's like your environment or a setting. So now, Penny, I want you to stand right here. Let's, let's show them the definition of surround. So, okay, for everybody on this side, come and surround her. This is illustration for all of y'all, right? Surround her. Come on, surround her, Okay. Come on. Oh, they're still opening. Come on, surround her. Surround her. Okay? Okay, now she's enclosed inside of the circle. She is surrounded by these beautiful ladies and a young man. That's right. You get this? This is what it means to be surrounded. And this, today's scripture says that just like mountains surround Jerusalem, the Lord surrounds his people. Now, right now, Penny is surrounded. Now, but not only now, but forevermore. You got this? All right, you may be seated. Thank you. I'm just going to be real with you because every time I come up here, that's what I do, right? I'm a human being. Yes, I'm your pastor, but I'm a woman. Right? I'm a human, and I go through what you go through. Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm sad. Sometimes I get angry. Yes, I do. Right? Well, lately, 
I've been feeling like I have been surrounded by discouraging situations and discouraging words. That's difficult. Just like Penny was surrounded, I feel like wherever I look, every discouraging situation, and then I look here, somebody says discouraging words, and then I look over here, discouraging situations, and I look over here. So I feel like I have been surrounded by discouraging situations and words. You know, after our one-month sabbatical of October, as soon, and we had a great time, by the way, thank you, as soon as we landed on San Francisco, as soon as we turn on our cell phone, beep, beep, I checked the messages and emails, bam, bam, we got bombarded by, by negative, discouraging situations and words and Wow, that's like getting punched, right? Emotional punches from left and right. It's, we've been bombarded by people that are discouraged, people that are disgruntled, people where their hearts are disconnected from mine, people actually leaving our churches, both churches, living hope and art. Every day, something new would just surround me. Even yesterday, yesterday was our staff Christmas day, staff outing day, right? So we didn't work. We got together. We were going to play team building, give each other Christmas gifts, and we cooked a Korean barbecue. We had a feast. We're supposed to just be happy, right? Something, okay, one day I'm just going to be surrounded by these cute, lovely staff members, and I'm not going to right? Just one day, right? First day since I came back from Korea. And then, bam, my husband comes home with Alethea and says, baby. I said, yeah. When I went to her school, they were playing at the playground. And so I looked from afar. And then I noticed that Alethea was playing by herself. As I'm cooking right now, I'm listening. And I just looked, and then I saw Alethea run to the, and all the kids were in circle, like playing all together, right? And I, she, he saw Alethea run to them. But as soon as Alethea got there, all the, all the kids ran off. How dare they, right? And then he saw Alethea play a little bit, and then slowly but surely, you know, she climbed the playground thingy where all the kids were, and as soon as she got there, all the kids went down and ran off. And it broke Benjamin's heart. And he picked her up and came home and asked her, Alethea, your friends don't play with you at school? She goes, no, you don't have any friends? Well, I have one friend. Her name is Isabel. Oh, does she play with you? No, she just runs, off, runs away from me, and I don't know why. Does that make you sad? Yeah. 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 I just wanted to just... Just throw everything and just cry, throw a temper tantrum. I was like, what? My miracle baby, how dare these little kids? I was ready to go back to that. I was like, Benjamin, did you talk? What was the teacher doing? She was just right. She was there watching everything go down. She didn't do anything. Now, if I was a preschool teacher and they did that, I'd be like, everybody come over here. Let's play a game, you know, and include everybody. Even if 
that wasn't my own daughter. I would do that. Wouldn't you? But she didn't do anything. And I thought, Benjamin, why didn't you talk to that teacher? Like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go talk to that teacher. And I said, you know what? If I have to volunteer once a week and make some friends for Alethea, that's what I'm going to do. So if you don't see me here one week a day, that I'm, I'm in Alethea school because my baby is not going to live like that, right? But I tried to, oh, it's going to be okay. She's only three. I'll make sure. I'll go talk to the teacher. I'll go volunteer. I'll make it better for her. Even if I kept thinking that, I felt I just wanted to cry. I was so sad. And, you know, with all this bombarding me every day, I'm shifting. God, you're with me. Discouraging words. God, you are encouraging me. I am always victorious. Oh, we're leaving you. Oh, God, we never lose anybody you give us. Oh, God, you are always with us. I'm shifting every day. And every time I shift, bam, then I have to shift. Okay, I shifted. Bam. Oh, okay, I got to shift again. It was like I've been surrounded by day after day. Somebody's discouraged. Okay, I'm reaching out. I love you. This house loves you. We're here for you. And then that person's like, okay, I feel good. And then somebody else is discouraged or disgruntled or, or disillusioned. Okay, I run. I reach out and I encourage them. And then I look and there's another person and I run to them. It's been like that day and night. Not just one a day. Sometimes like up to seven or ten a day. We've been working hard, right? But every time, it's, it's nonstop. And as I feel like I've been surrounded by these discouraging situations, the feelings that I, I had to shift out of, feeling unsupported, feeling unloved, feeling unappreciated, <laughs> Remember, even like a few months ago, I was right there, and now you're mad at me? Crying out loud, you're the one who sent us to have a sabbatical, and I come back, right? Come on. Rejected, feel rejected. You know, when I was in high school, remember, I, the word was, oh, you've been molded. Oh, I feel so molded. I felt so, I've been feeling molded, like, I think people like me, so I go, but then they walk away. <gasps> Just like what Alethea experienced. That's what I've been feeling like. I've been feeling like people, I felt like that had my back walking away from me. But I thought, but I thought we were like this. <laughs> I don't understand. I thought, you, you, I don't understand. Hmm? Everyday desiring to be encouraged, desiring to be loved and accepted. Not just knowing the truth by shifting, but wanting to manifest in somebody reaching out to me for a change. Hmm? But I felt like I've been wanting that, but then I'm surrounded by people and situations that are discouraged and disgruntled, and so there's no one to encourage me. I just keep having to reach out to encourage. 
Benjamin's been like my one and only encouragement. And, you know, he's been helping me by saying, you know, a lot of times, though, I mean, in this season, Sonny, God is removing any, every encouragement so that he, only he, can be your encouragement. Amen. He has your back. He will never leave you. He loves you. He accepts you. He has good thoughts towards you. And I'm listening. Yes, that's right. Thank you, Jesus. And then, after a few minutes, oh, my goodness. Boom, boom. And even those moments of encouragement are momentary, and I have to keep on shifting. When you keep on shifting, it gets tiring for after a while, huh? When I looked up surround on dictionary.com, it also said it is a means of hunting in which wild animals are encircled and chased into a special spot that makes their escape impossible. So if Penny was an animal, right, and you see how they surrounded her, there was no escape. There was no escape. That's, that's a hunting hmm, scheme. And what I realized was that's the enemy's scheme. He wants to surround us with lies and lies and lies and discouraging words and situations so that there is no escape for us. Did you know Samson got hunted down like that? Look at Judges 16.2. Okay, look at Judges 16.2. The people of Gaza were told, Samson is here. So they, everybody say, surrounded. The place and lay in wait for him all night at the city gate. Gate. They made no more drink, no move during the night, saying, "At dawn, we'll kill him." Hmm? What about Absalom, David's son? Second Samuel eighteen fifteen, and ten of Joab's armor bearers surrounded Absalom, struck him, and killed him. Imagine, there are 10 warriors surrounding Absalom, right? And they, there's no way of escape. That's how people kill their enemies in the Old Testament. And that's how the enemy still likes to work, right? And I realized I've been looking for every verse that has the word surround in the Bible. And I realized... That I wasn't alone, feeling surrounded by discouraging situations and words. Look at Job 17, 2. Surely mockers surround me. My eyes must dwell on their hostility. Have you ever tried preaching? And there's a group of people. They're looking at you. They don't like what you're saying. And their spirit is in opposition against you. Imagine that. And that's in various places. That's what Benjamin had to go through. Not at Living Hope. It's hard. Hmm? Look at Psalm 22, verse 16. Dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and 
my feet. Psalm 40, 12. For troubles without number surround me. That's how I felt, God. When I, yeah, tr- the troubles without number just surrounded me. This person's sick. This person's mad. This person, that person, this situation, that situation. Ah, right? Okay. Psalm 109.3. With words of hatred, they surround me. They attack me without cause. Have you ever been surrounded by judgmental words? Man, when I was 11 years old, it's been one year since I moved to America because I was 10 when I came to America. Quickly, I made best friends from the day one. This person became my best friend, and she and I, became like the leaders of that town, right? And so we had about 30, 40 kids following us around, okay? And from our neighborhood and other neighborhood neighbors, like people, kids would come. And we would do our own VBS, like making fifth and sixth graders teacher and teaching like fourth, third, you know? We had our own field trip. Imagine a fifth grader or fourth grader writing a, you know, a, a parent slip, right? And we say, if you, if you don't bring this with your mom or dad signing it, well, you can't go to our field trip. I'm like 11. And guess what? They all brought signed slip. And we would go on trips. We, we had our area where I had, I taught them during summertime. It's like we had our own village, right? We had like, we had math class, English class, English class, Bible class, physical education class, and we, okay, you're going to be the math class. You're going to, I mean, we had it going, okay? Some leadership, huh? All of a sudden, though, that best friend that was a co-leader with me had a fight with another friend. But then in my eyes, that friend wasn't wrong. And so I always fought for justice. Even though it was my best friend, she wasn't. This was my best friend. So I took her side, and all of a sudden, my best friend got met with every single person in her neighbor and got all of them against me. And at the end, she even talked that friend into joining the friend that I was standing up for joined the other group. And this whole 40, 50 kids hated me. And they would come to my house, outside of my house, every day, like making up like crazy mean songs. Sonny, Sonny, you get out of this village. We hate you. We don't want you. You're ugly. I mean, I, I was just, that was probably too much for like an 11-year-old to go through, huh? And for months, I mean, my family were thinking about moving away. It was so bad. Being surrounded, being attacked for no cause. Well, I had a cause. I was helping a friend. And even that friend friend came against me, right? Words of hatred. Do you know how that feels? Anybody go through something similar? Yeah? Seventh grade? Anybody else? High school? Man, 
Like, oh, let's create a gang. Let's go and fight. No. Forgiveness is the way, right? No. But other than that year, 1983, other than that year, I really didn't experience until this season. What you don't know is judgmental words have been like attacking me and Benjamin. Like, if I told you the words that have been spoken over us, like you would be so mad. And we just can't say it because this is recorded and those people that said it will get hurt, right? They're not from Living Hope, don't worry. And, you know, just, just you know, things like, yeah, there are a lot of negative, bad, judgmental words that's just, just, just surrounding us and shifting. God is with us. God is with us. Shifting. As soon as you shift, more words, more situations. Even the people, just like when I was in 11, people that we are standing for, all of a sudden are... Hmm? Wow, what's going on here? I'm just being surrounded. Hmm? But the kingdom reality is that as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forevermore. That is the kingdom reality. But you know what? Without faith, you have no access to this reality. You need faith in these situations. You need faith. You need trust in God to be able to access. Your faith opens the kingdom heaven where you could access, you could enter into this kingdom reality. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, our Lord, the Lord surrounds his people, me and you, surrounds us. Now and forevermore. Hmm? Psalm 512, it says, Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with the shield. You know what the kingdom reality is? That Jesus surrounds us with his favor. We have favor surrounding us. Kingdom favor, huh? Psalm 27, 6. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music with shouts of joy. I may be surrounded by the discouraging situations and words, but with the kingdom reality, my head, he lifts up my head above my enemies, above those judgmental words. He lifts my head above. And because of that, I could sing. I could sing songs of joy. I could shout for joy. Hmm? Psalm 32, 7. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. The kingdom reality is that he surrounds us 
with songs of deliverance. You're bound. He's right there. The, he's already surrounding you to deliver you. Hmm? Psalm 32.10. Many are the words of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love. Everybody say unfailing love. Surrounds the one who trusts in him. Let's one more time. Read it with me. Many are the words. It's words of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. Trust is faith. The kingdom reality. You could access that kingdom reality with your faith. Hmm? Only by faith. Everybody say faith. faith. Faith is the key to access this kingdom reality. The Lord surrounds us. We are surrounded by his favor, his joy, his deliverance, his unfailing love. But listen to this. Without faith, these kingdom, kingdom realities become a burden. You know this truth, that God surrounds you with his favor. He surrounds you with his deliverance. This is kingdom truth. But without faith, knowing these truths becomes a burden. Let me give an example. I gave this example when I preached in Korea last month. Imagine... Somebody giving you Porsche 911, right? Is that, a, is that true? Is there a 911? I don't know. Porsche, yeah? Yeah, Porsche, right? Somebody, a millionaire comes and gives you a Porsche. Wow, it's beautiful. It's yours. Just like kingdom reality. The Lord surrounds you now and forevermore. You have that. It's yours. You have the car, Porsche, but you don't have a key. But wherever you go, you're supposed to take your Porsche. So imagine having to push that Porsche wherever you go. Porsche is beautiful, but it becomes a burden, doesn't it? But when you have that key, you could open it up, you could turn the ignition on, zoom. Just like that, these kingdom reality. Without faith, it becomes a burden because you're supposed to believe it. You're supposed to experience it. But you don't have faith to access it. So you're just carrying them around. It becomes a burden. Hmm? If you get a chance, I want you to go to the New Philly podcast and listen to a sermon that I preached called The Truth Shield. Hmm? Faith keeps you in that truth shield. Psalm 91, it says that his truth shall be your shield and a buckler. But, you know, whatever you meditate upon every day, whatever you allow to surround you becomes your reality. And so if you are surrounding yourself with the words of God, the promises of God, and you have faith to access it, guess what? Those thoughts physically releases chemicals and it goes all throughout your body. 
when everyone else in your office is sick, you're not because chemicals of truth just goes all over your body and surrounds you. Listen to this. If you want to know where I got these sources, listen to the sermon because I give it then, okay? It says this, this is uh, scientific um, research, okay? They say that thoughts create chemicals that pour into our body. Within 20 seconds, everybody say 20 seconds. The chemical composition of the body is altered by one thought. If you think one thought, within 20 seconds, your whole body is altered chemically. This is science. This is medical. Okay? If you continue to think on negative thoughts... Our nervous system sends chemicals to muscles. Our physical body body contracts and our thinking becomes foggy. Okay? Did you know thoughts of fear triggers more than 1,400 known physical and chemical responses? And it activates more than 30 different hormones and neurotransmitters. A negative thought, thought of fear. Did you know fear marinates your whole body in toxic chemicals within 20 seconds? Oh, she hates me. Oh, I'm going to get sick. Oh, I'm not going to get that job. Oh, nobody loves me. That one thought, you think that one thought within 20 seconds, it releases chemicals and your whole body is altered. They say 80 Seven. This is not a pastor saying this is, okay, this is medical doctors who did researches after over 20-something years. This is what they said. Over 87 to 95% of all illnesses are direct result of your thought life. A pastor didn't make this up, okay? PhD, doctor, psychologist. Researched after many, many years, concluded this. Okay? Listen to this. The average person has over 30,000 thoughts a day. So that means once you woke up this morning and then before you go to sleep, you have had 30,000 thoughts this one day. What kind of chemicals have you released upon your body today? What kind of chemicals did each one of those 30,000 thoughts release upon your body? Hmm? That's scary, huh? What's the percentage of positive to negative? What are you meditating upon every day? Hmm? Negative thoughts or the truth of God? What surrounds you today? What are you surrounded by today? It's up to you. It's up to your thought, thinking life. Hmm? I want you to look at 2 Kings chapter 6. Here, starting from verse 8, king of Syria is trying to have a war, go to war with Israel. Okay? 
And he's telling his people, we're going to camp around here and we're going to just, just get them. But then Elisha, the prophet, would hear it prophetically and warn the king of Israel. And every time they, they go away. And king of Syria, after a while, gets mad. It's like, who, who in this court is mad? Who's with the enemy? Who's telling the enemy? And the people said this. Look at verse 8. Or verse Eight. Is that eight? None of us, my Lord, or verse 12. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. So king of Syria is mad. He said, where is this man? And they said, Dothan. We're going to go get him. He's going to go kill him, right? And so he sends, look at verse 14. Therefore, he sent horses and chariots and a great army there, and they came by night and surrounded the city. He sent horses and chariots for one man, okay? Look at verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding their city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, my master, what are we going to do? What shall we do? Verse 16. So he answered, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Verse 17, and Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. This is the kingdom reality. Amen. Hmm? But you know what? You need faith yeah. to see right. this kingdom reality. But guess what? You get to determine which is your reality. The enemies surrounding you, is that your reality? No. Or the angels of fire surrounding you? Amen. What is your reality? You get to determine it. Mm-hmm. And I realize, wow, God. I've been trying hard to shift, but when I try, when, I, when I'm just shifting, I'm just seeing this lower reality, small, small R reality. But I have forgotten about the big R reality, Amen. which is that even though I'm getting bombarded by these discouraging words and situations, Above it, around it, I'm surrounded by my God. I'm surrounded by his presence. I'm surrounded by his favor. I'm surrounded by his angels. Hmm? What are you going to allow to surround you? Negative words of people or life-giving words of God? You know, Psalm 118.11, it says, They surrounded me on every side, but in the name of the Lord, I cut them down. Everybody say, I cut them down. down. Discouragement comes your way, cut them down. Huh? Words of judgment comes your way, cut them down, right? Discouraging situations come your way, 
You cut them down in the name of the Lord, it says. Huh? Not only cutting them down, you know what we get to do? We get to pull multitudes out of that pit. We get to, we get to pull out multitudes out of that, that trap of the enemy as we cut them down. Hmm? I'm going to end with this scripture. Second Chronicles 21 verse 9. It says the Edomites surrounded him and his chariot commanders. But he rose up, everybody say, rose up, and broke through by night. Say, broke through. We have the anointing to cut them down. We have the anointing to break through. Why? Because we are surrounded by his presence, by his favor, by his unthinkable. Failing love. The enemy says you are no good. The enemy says you will fail. The enemy says no one is for you. You cut them down. You understand? You cut them down and you break through. God has given us anointing to break through by the night. You don't you don't sleep and wake up still surrounded by those discouragement. No, the anointing is you cut them down and you break through by the night, it says. I want you to stand up just like his people rose up and broke through by the night. I want you to rise up tonight. I want you to rise up tonight. And I want you to receive the anointing to cut things down. They receive the anointing to cut the discouragements down. Cut the, the words of judgment down. I want you to receive the anointing to break through by the night. So Spirit of God, as your daughters stand right now, God, just as I have been surrounded by the discouraging situations and words I know my, my precious sisters have been surrounded by hard situations. Because my life is prophetic. It's, it's not just because I'm surrounded. That's just prophetic of what my sisters have been going through Amen. in this season. But Lord, we thank you that tonight you're praying for us. Just like Elisha prayed for the servant, and you opened the servant's eyes to see the angels of chariots of fire, God. Father, you are opening our eyes tonight, God, to see beyond, God, beyond the enemy surrounding us, to see beyond the discouraging situation surrounding us. You're lifting our heads above, God, above, Lord, and you are opening our eyes to see that, Lord, you surround, you surround us, God. You surround us now, not later, not just before. But you surround us now and forevermore. You surround us today. You, you will surround us tonight. You will surround us tomorrow. You will surround us forever and ever and ever. And that is the kingdom reality, God. And Father, we thank you tonight. You are giving us faith. You are giving us the key to that kingdom reality. We will not push this truth, God. But we will access it. We will live by it, God. Because we have faith. You have given us faith. Jesus, you have given us faith, Lord. 
Father, we thank you. We thank you that you will be glorified and honored as we rise up, as we cut down the surroundings of the enemy, as we cut down the lies and the words of of negativity, God, as we break through by night, you will be glorified. You will be lifted up, God. People from all nations will see your glory in and through our lives, God. So we thank you that as the mountains surround Jerusalem, you, Lord, surround your people both now and forevermore. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You believe that? Yes. Amen.